Welcome to the second episode of Our Bodies, Our Stories. And today we're going to be talking about sex in a comprehensive way, of course. Before we jump into the episode, we do want to say that we are going to be talking about hookup culture, racial stereotyping, and sexual consent. If this is triggering to you for any reason, feel free to skip this episode and we will have plenty of other discussions for you in the coming weeks. Sex is something that we see so much of in the media and our own social lives. And while sex is often glamorized, it's important to talk about real sex, including how to have safe sex, ask for it and give sexual consent, and what to do if a sexual encounter results in unwanted consequences. And just to clarify, we're using sex as a broad term here. Sex does not necessarily have to be penetrative sex between a penis and a vagina. It can be sex between all genders, and it can be oral, non-penetrative, etc. So to be honest, I never really talked about sex before college. I had like read about it in um, books and seen it in movies, but I didn't really know a lot about sex culture or safe sex. And I feel like since coming to college, I've been way more exposed to hookup culture than I was in high school. So I'll be like at a party or a bar, pre-COVID, of course, on weekends. um, And people around me will all be flirting and dancing. And a lot of times my friends will go home with people that they meet. Yeah, and I remember at the beginning of college kind of feeling like I had to participate in hookup culture just because my friends and classmates were. I really wanted to fit in and belong at my college, and I really feel like I had to participate in hookup culture just to be normal. Yeah, I definitely felt that way as well. Um, I actually ended up talking about it with a lot of my friends. I remember my freshman year, um, and I came to the conclusion that I wanted my personal sexual experiences to happen at my own pace with someone that I really cared about and not because of peer pressure. Um, So coming from a really traditional and conservative Indian household where my parents like didn't even let me wear spaghetti strap tank tops, um, it was really hard for me to adjust to that kind of sexuality that fast. Like my parents had never really approved of dating, of me talking to boys. So it was kind of awkward to handle situations um, where people would ask me if I was hooking up with someone. I kind of ended up just being really vague um, and turning those situations into like kind of jokes. Like, wouldn't you like to know? Um, I also had some really negative experiences where people would make comments like, oh, like Divya doesn't hook up with people because she's a good Indian girl or Indian girls scare away easily. And they were definitely really hurtful comments. But at the end of the day, um, I always knew that I wasn't hooking up with people because I didn't want to and not because of some racial stereotype. Yeah, that makes sense. And I've faced so many comments like that as well. And kind of tokenization, which is another issue when you're talking about specific races and people of specific races. And I know a ton of people who have participated in hookup culture because of peer pressure and not necessarily regretted it either. And while I do think you should stay true to yourself and not do anything you don't want to, I also understand that college is a unique social situation. And sometimes the social pressures may get to you. They definitely got to me freshman year. Yeah, for sure. It's really hard to resist that kind of pressure. Um, And you shouldn't do anything that you don't want to. But like we're talking about, I think that's a lot easier said than done, Um, especially in new social situations like entering a college. Something that helped me a lot my freshman year was forming like a really good group of friends who didn't pressure me or question any of my decisions about hooking up with people. Um, I was really lucky. And then I found my friend group like really early in college. Um, and they were really supportive of me from first semester. I know that's like not the case for a lot of people, but I think just surrounding yourself with people who are supportive and positive um, can be a really good first step. Um, I also think it's good to have a general idea of what you're willing to do before you start college. 
Um, for example, if you don't want to have sex with someone that you don't know well in college, go ahead and set that boundary for yourself in your mind before you start college. That'll make it easier to go into social situations with no room for ambiguity. Yeah, and we should also address some of those racial stereotypes. Um, Divya mentioned them earlier because they are quite prominent. Everyone who goes to college comes from different backgrounds, and some of you may have experienced discrimination or stereotyping before, and some of you may not have. I um, come from an extremely white city, and so I really just hadn't understood racial stereotypes at all because I didn't have any friends that were my same race and who I could talk to about it. So I just kind of went through it without even knowing that I was being stereotyped. So first and foremost, I want to say that it's not okay for people to stereotype or discriminate. And it's not funny and it's not cool. Even if the funniest and coolest person you want to be friends with is saying it. Yeah, and kind of like Maya was talking about, for me, when I first started college, I really didn't know how to respond to it when people would make comments like that. Um, like the comments I mentioned earlier about, oh, W doesn't want to have sex with anyone because she's a good Indian girl. Um, and I don't think I fully understood why people were blaming my refusal to have sex with them on my ethnicity. So looking back, I think that those people were looking for something about me to criticize because I was different and I didn't want to participate in hookup culture. So of course, they came for what seemed obvious, my ethnicity. If you're comfortable with it, it can be extremely valuable to call out that kind of behavior. Sometimes it's interesting to say things like, why do you feel that way about Indian people? Or why do you think that Ind Indian people don't like to have sex? It, it just forces the other person to evaluate their statement. And honestly, usually they have no answer. And hopefully in the future, they'll actually think twice before saying something like that because they finally got called out for it. I think to a lot of people enter college without a good exposure to diverse groups of people, without a good education about diverse groups of people. So I think that being educated and helping to educate others is also a part of college. Um, so it's okay to call people out and it's okay for people to make mistakes. So now that we've talked about the decision about participating in hookup culture, let's talk about what actually happens or what should happen in a good hookup. So to clarify, in this episode, we're going to be talking about consenting to sexual activity when you're sober, but we'll address consenting when inebriated in an upcoming episode. So while you need to consent in both situations, there are a few differences that we're going to talk about next time. Yeah, so hypothetically, you go home with someone super hot and cool, and you're just about ready to just tear their clothes off. But before you tear their clothes off, you need to confirm that there is a mutual desire to tear each other's clothes off. It's always important to ask for consent and to be asked for consent in a hookup. So you may be wondering what exactly consent is because no one taught me this in high school. And honestly, it, it really should be taught in high school. Mm -hmm. But consent is basically just asking a person for their permission to engage in an activity. And really, it's not limited to sexual activity, but in this podcast, we'll be talking about it specifically in terms of sexual activity. Yeah, so you should ask for consent for pretty much everything. Um, like, you shouldn't be touching someone at all without asking if they're comfortable with it. You should ask for consent for cuddling, kissing, touching, and any kind of sex, among other things. And while this all sounds simple, it can be extremely hard to ask for consent in the moment, especially when things are hot and heavy. But honestly, it's better for things to be a little awkward than it is for you to accidentally make someone uncomfortable or perpetuate sexual violence. 
Yeah. And I know I've read some articles that have said, like, if you do something enough, it becomes a habit. So I think the same is true for consent. I think if you practice asking for and giving consent and hookups enough, it just becomes natural and it becomes a part of a healthy sex life, which is what it should be. So now Maya and I are going to fire off some great ways to ask for consent. Okay, Maya, here goes the speed round. Okay. Do you feel safe? Can we try something new? Do you want me to put a condom on? Do you want to have sex? Can I keep going? What feels good? Is this okay? And so on. There's so many great and creative ways to ask for consent. It's just getting yourself to ask them in the moment. And the ones we listed above are just a few examples. There are so many more. And just remember, it's constantly important to check in with your partner, especially as the hookup progresses and as you're crossing the next boundary. Just keep checking in. It just makes it so everyone's on the same page and not uncomfortable. Yeah, it's definitely important to remember that consent does not um, begin and end like during a hookup. It's kind of ongoing throughout the hookup. So you may have also heard about asking for consent and avoiding coercion. Coercion, that sounds like a fancy word. It may be hard to tell the difference between consent and coercion during a hookup, especially because it can get blurry in steamy situations. So consent, we talked about earlier, is clear. So both parties understand what is being asked. It's informed, so you know all of the factors that are going into it. It needs to be an enthusiastic yes. However, you need to be able to distinguish between consent and coercion, either as someone who may be coercing another person or being coerced. Yeah, so one form of consent is constant badgering. And I'm not talking about the animal. I'm talking about like asking people a lot of questions. So if someone's asking to have sex over and over again and not getting yes as an answer, this should be a red flag. If you say no once, that's enough. Um, Another example, maybe if someone is making you feel as though you owe them, this could look like bringing up some past sexual history, maybe saying something like, well, I did this for you last time, so now it's your turn. That's not the way it works. It's really whatever you are comfortable with. Yeah, and coercion can also be using social pressure or a position of power inappropriately. Um, Like if they're in an organization that you want to be in, they may say something along the lines of, oh, this would definitely get you in. Or I won't tell anyone if you say yes, but if you don't, then everyone will know. Essentially, if they pull other people into it or if they tie it back to kind of your opportunities and experiences at college, it could be considered coercion. The final form of coercion that we can think of right now um, is if someone is using emotional manipulation Um, So if they say something like, I will leave if you don't do this, or I will hurt myself if you say no, then your answer may be forced, which is not a true form of consent. So those may sound a bit dramatic, but this has happened and you just need to check in and realize that you're both on the same page. Yeah, you should always be excited and fully participatory in any kind of sexual activity that you're engaging in. And remember that consent is enthusiastic, informed, clear, freely given, ongoing, and free from incapacitation. Yes, so if any one of these factors is missing, true consent cannot be actually given. Okay, so just to wrap this all up, the information that we have talked about in this podcast is a really, really broad overview of healthy sex culture. There are so many factors that play into sex, but we hope that we gave you kind of a starting point to understand hookup culture and consent. So this podcast was written by Divya Goal, and 
recorded and edited by Divya and myself, Maya Jamalapati. It was produced by Vela New Orleans, and the music you were listening to is Superposition by Young the Giant. Um, and join us again, uh, not this week, but the next Friday, for another episode about consent when inebriated and other cool sexy things. 